time once again for The Difference, the intersection of politics and finance with me, Dan O'Donnell of News Talk 1130 WISN in Milwaukee, and Dave Spano, the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. And tomorrow, Dave, the day after we're recording this podcast on Tuesday, September 20th, the Federal Reserve is going to be raising interest rates again. The general consensus is 75 basis points. That means 0.75%, and that almost certainly means further slowing of the nation's economy. And that is by design. They are actually raising those rates to slow the economy. Why would they want to do that? Well, because inflation is insidious. Prices keep going up, and so they have to slow that down. They have to slow the economy down. They're trying very hard to slow down an overheated real estate market. So this is by design that they're trying to do this. Now, you know, I can go all the way back to, you know, when I first got in the business in the 1980s, interest rates, Dan, have really been going down my entire career, coming up on 40 years. Interest rates have, you know, were peaked back in the, in 79, 80 and have been coming down and they were at zero for a long time, a ZERP policy, zero interest rate policy. That, of course, was a tailwind for securities, especially for stocks. Well, that has turned around because inflation got out of control. And so therefore, now they're raising rates. And this is something that we haven't seen. Most money managers, Dan, have not seen an environment like this. So how do they handle that is really going to be a big question. And this could continue into 2023 and have major impacts on our economy here in this country. Well, I think it's almost inevitable that it's going to continue in 2023, because despite the president's attempts in a 60 Minutes interview that aired on Sunday to downplay inflation, he said, well, what's the problem? It only inched up. The last month's CPI report, Consumer Price Index report, was disastrous mm -hmm. because it showed that despite the unfortunately named Inflation Reduction Act, <laughs> which, which <did>. ironically <laughs> led almost immediately to an increase in month-over-month -month inflation, 0.1%, the Fed, and I think economists generally and, and people like us, you in the finance industry and me in the, the political realm, we're all expecting, and just as, as people who are invested in this economy, we all expected that eventually inflation would be so high from last year that the year-over-year -year numbers would start to cool off naturally. That hasn't really happened. We haven't gone month to month from 9.1 in July down to 6.8 in August, as I think a lot of people expected, because inflation last year was at 30-year highs last July, last August, and inflation would sort of fold in on itself. We're not seeing that. And the Fed saw that, just as we saw that, and said, holy cow, we're in a whole world of hurt. So now it has to act far more aggressively than it has. Now, you said that we've seen interest rates declining. Do you think we are going to see, I mean, we're already in a short-term pattern of interest rates increasing, but that we actually do get back to the sky-high interest rates of the 1970s? Certainly not no. 13 14 percent, but 6 7% mortgage rates becoming, at least in the short term, the new normal. You know, that's where we're at right now with 6 and 7%. 
mortgage rates. And, and of course, there's this Fed funds rate that is set, obviously, by the central bank. And that has come up now, 4%, which is, has been unthinkable. That has come up. And, and the reason why this is going to be with us for a while is because it wasn't transitory. That's probably the worst call we've seen out of the Federal Reserve, you know, in 40 years. It wasn't transitory. It wasn't just going to go away. It is structural, and it was structural because it was in wages and it was in real estate and rent equivalency on all of those things. So that sticks with us. They, by design, Dan, the Federal Reserve, is trying to slow not only the real estate market down, but employment numbers. You know, they have two jobs, a dual mandate. One is price controls inflation. The other is full employment. Well, they have reached full employment. 3.5% by most economists is full employment. Now they have to go back on that and hopefully, think about this, have the unemployment rate go up. If it goes up by 1%, that's equivalent to 1.6 million jobs in this country. That is a lot of jobs lost And at the same time, we could be in a recessionary environment. It is not a good spot for us to be in as a country. Now, you know, this is politics and economics, but the reason why we're having such insidious inflation is not just recent moves. It's the fact that they were printing trillions of dollars, printing them. 50% of all U.S. dollars in the history of this country were printed in the last couple of years. So when you take all of that money and you throw it into the economy, that is inflation. I remember Professor Siegel famously said, it's going to equal what you put in in dollars. And so if it's 40 or 50%, you are going to get 40 or 50% price increases. It may be 8% for five years, it may be seven for six, so on and so forth, but it's going to be sticky. So they have their work cut out for them, not only until 2023, but beyond. Do you think we see, because we're in a recession right now, at least according to the shorthand definition, and yes, I know a recession isn't officially declared, but for decades and decades and decades, we have defined a recession as two consecutive quarters of GDP contraction, negative growth in the gross domestic product. We've seen that in Q1 and Q2 of 2022. Now, in August, after the Q2 numbers came out, there was a concerted effort because of politics by the media to say, no, 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 we're not in a recession. Obviously, that would be politically very damaging for Democrats who control both houses of Congress and the presidency ahead of a midterm election. But the general consensus is that as the Fed continues to raise rates, and you've said this before on this podcast, Dave, that in 2023, specifically Q1 and maybe bleeding into Q2 of 2023, we are going to see a serious slowdown that could potentially get into the realm of the dreaded R word of economic recession. And I think that's very likely. You know, when you have an inverted yield curve where the you know where the two year is higher than the ten year, that is generally a precursor for a recession, and that's what we have right now. So the Federal Reserve was late to the game to raise interest rates. In fact, you 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 remember back in uh, six nine months ago, I said I cannot believe they are still printing dollars and still engaged in quantitative easing. And in fact, going out and buying bonds because that's only going to make inflation worse. So they continued to do that. They were late to the game. And now perhaps they over tighten. 
And if they over-tighten when you're raising interest rates, it has a lag effect. It's not going to happen today. It's going to have a lag effect into next year. And so do they raise rates too much, too fast, that causes a recession. And so not only did we have a crappy 2022, this could bleed into 2023. So yes, it, it's it's not a great spot to be right now, almost a stagflated economy, but there's still opportunity within the markets and we can talk about that. And to find that opportunity, you really do need to, this is not the environment to go it alone. As I believe it was Warren Buffett who famously said, everyone's a genius in a bull market, in right. a bear market, in a recession, in a stagflationary environment, which I also believe we're in right now, although we haven't really been allowed to feel the full effect because obviously we've got an election coming up in a few months that we can't have people think that things are far worse than we are. So we've got the president out there saying, oh, no, no, the economy is expanding. We're expanding manufacturing and so forth. You need someone who's working with you and working for you as a fee-only fiduciary. And that's where Annex Wealth Management comes in. Their professionals, led by Dave, will work for you. They'll work with you. They'll provide the expert, hands-on guidance that you need as that fee-only fiduciary with a portfolio review. It's called a free wealth metric, and it is available right now at AnnexWealth.com. Buffett also said, you know, when the tide recedes, you'll find out, you know, if the emperor is wearing clothes. And that's that's another way of saying that the tide is receding right now. But there's also one thing that I did say that I think we should talk about. I said, I don't think that the Federal Reserve is going to raise rates. So they're going to raise rates, you know, obviously right now. But the next meeting is November. And I said, they're probably going to want to stay out of out of the election and try to be apolitical. I think they're in a spot. I think they have to raise rates again because they haven't caught up to the Fed funds rate yet. So they're behind, still behind the curve. So if they raise rates again right before the election, that will have an impact on the outcome because I don't know how I saw it, but Cardi B had a piece. Did you see that? Where she no. was, yeah, so she was saying, you know, who's who's in charge here? Inflation is out of control. I don't know how my people can afford this. So every economic strata, every demographic is affected by this, and so therefore the Fed is in a bind, and that's the reason why I think they may have to raise rates again right before the election, which could turn the tide of power. That is absolutely hilarious. I'm looking at the article from Business Insider right now on Instagram Live. Cardi B said, how are people surviving? I want to know. Like, my family and my friends are so grateful to have me, but what about people that don't have a... That's only a celebrity could say so. What about all the people who don't have someone as great as I am? But there (laughs) is a whole lot of truth in that. I mean, she's probably making... $60, $75 million a year and obviously can uh, share that wealth with her close friends and family. But for those of us who don't have a Cardi B, it is hard out there, especially for people at the lower end of the income spectrum. And And those those people, Dan, are are at the low income strata are going to be the ones who lose their jobs by design, right? Right. Exactly. So that's crazy. And, And this is where they're really getting hit Twice, I was actually talking with a friend of mine who recently retired and was considering actually going back into the workforce probably, what would this be, five months after retirement, six months after retirement. He retired in March. 
and is already concerned that because of the price of everything going up and because he's now on a fixed income, because he's now got to budget for the next potentially 20-some years of his life, he is considering going back to work either at his old job or getting a job at, at say, a Walmart yep. or the, something the, like that. The great I mean, unretirement. It's a thing and right this now. Is, and this yeah. is something that isn't, I think, being discussed enough, that you have got people, and there is a huge group of baby boomers who are in retirement age right now, making the decision, do I retire at 65, 66, or even, sadly, 73, 74, people are being forced to stay in the workforce, or in my friend's case, potentially go back into the workforce because economic conditions are so bleak. I mean, for people who don't think, you know, we sort of talk about this, Dave, in almost esoteric terms, that, oh, you know, the Fed is doing this, that these decisions right now are having real impact yep. on real people, and it is real, real bad. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and, and remember, of course, though, that if you have a plan and open up the aperture of the camera and say, yep, this is we're going through a cycle. There's no question that 2022 is going to have a negative return in the market. And then we tell our clients, remember, 21 and 20 and 19 had double digit positive returns. We're going through a cycle. And on the other side of these cycles of these downturns generally are protracted growth spurts. And so this is really the time. This is when you have to till the field and make sure the seeds are in there because when it finally does clear, that's when the plants are going to grow. And that's what we want people to understand. This is a downturn. There's no question about it. Don't just set it and forget it. This is the time to prepare your portfolio for six months, nine months, because that's what the market does. The market looks out six and nine months. That's how we're going to end this thing on a good note right uh, as we head into an election season. Yeah. And, you know, you do need to have a plan. You do need to make sure that you know what's coming. You know you're prepared for it. Most people should have that plan by going to AnnexWealth.com. I'll tell you what, Dave, I've got my plan in place. I'm going to find myself a Cardi B to pay there for everything you go. in my life. Got a Cardi B in your life, pal. For Dave Spano, the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management, I'm Dan O'Donnell. Thanks so much for listening to this week's edition of The Difference. Annex Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor. For more information about our firm, please visit AnnexWealth.com. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is subject to change without notice. Opinions expressed are those of the participants and don't necessarily reflect those of Annex Wealth Management, its producers, hosts, or guests. The host of the podcast is compensated for his endorsement of Annex Wealth Management. Information presented should not be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice, or a recommendation or solicitation for the sale of any product or strategy. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from qualified professionals to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Investments involve risks. Neither Annex Wealth Management nor its podcast participants shall be liable for losses resulting from decisions based on information or viewpoints presented on this podcast.